Welcome to Sold Out Sports Talk with Roman Gabriel III. Over the next hour, you'll hear what's going on in the sports world from a Christian's perspective. Now, here's your host, Roman Gabriel III. Our first two guests from Super Bowl 51 are Texas Tech quarterback Patrick Mahomes and Super Bowl 48 defensive tackle Tampa Bay Buccaneers Clinton McDonald. Welcome back to American Family Radio. Sold out sports talk. Uh, very, very special guest. A guy that I have enjoyed watching play the quarterback position in college, and he's getting ready to take that next step to the NFL. Patrick Mahomes from Texas Tech. Over 5,000 yards, 30 touchdowns last year. Also had some physical struggles he played through and still had a great year. So, Patrick, welcome. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, I'm real excited to, that, that you're here. First of all, uh, talk about Texas Tech and about your experience there. And uh, this was a fun offense to play in and uh, gave you a lot of experience going forward, right? Yeah, definitely. It gave me a, a lot of opportunity to make plays. And, uh, I mean, I loved every bit of it. I mean, I love Texas Tech. And Coach Kingsbury really got me to where I am today. And, uh, I mean, at the same, it gave me a lot of will to – call plays at the line, check plays, and I love that about the offense. You know what I like about you is is that you, you're comfortable throwing on the run left and right. And in the NFL, that's so important because you're moving around. Things aren't always going to go good in the pocket. So talk to me about how you learned that skill because going to your left and throwing the way you throw as accurate as you throw is pretty is pretty amazing. I would say I learned it from baseball, playing shortstop right? in baseball. I had to go left and right and make throws, and I feel like that helped me out a lot when I got to the football and trying to scramble around out of my pocket because I, I, I'm, fa- I'm, I'm a fast guy, but I'm not the fastest guy, so I'd rather put it in the playmaker's hands. So when I'm running around, I'm looking downfield to throw the ball. Okay, so you have a, a big adjustment to make. Um, most guys coming out of college today, they're in the shotgun, they're back there. NFL wants you under center a lot, three-step depth, five-step drop, seven-step drop. Tell me about the transition and what you're doing to kind of get ready for the combine. Uh, I mean, it's already started. Uh, I've been training hard since I, since my last game at Tech. I haven't taken one shot, I mean, taking one snap in shotgun. And, I mean, it's really been working three, five, seven-step drop, and I'm, getting, I'm really getting comfortable with that. And I'm excited to showcase it at the combine and at the pro day. What's your expectations uh, for the NFL? We're sitting here with your agents next to us, Lee Steinberg, good friend of this show. And uh, why did you choose Lee, uh, you know, as your agent to be the guy who would represent you in this big jump to the NFL? I mean, Lee really, Lee and Chris actually both sold me on just being a role model, and I mean, being a role model and really having values, and that's what really gave me the opportunity and really wanted me to go with them is they're more not necessarily about just football; they're about my life after football and my values off the field too. Well, we're a face sports programming network. We're all about telling stories about guys like you, about who you are off the field. And we know, like I said, that when you're signing with Lee and Chris, you're signing up for a lifetime of giving back, using your platform. So tell me, as a Christian, as a faith-based guy, how do you use that platform and this opportunity? I mean, just to show a lot of a lot of kids look up to football athletes. I know I always did, and it really gives you an opportunity to really show your values and show your faith and show everything like that of just showing how to do things the right way because you can really get lost in a lot of things as being a NFL player and just to be able to do it the right way is a good like role model I guess you would say. I'm with Patrick Mahomes uh, former quarterback Texas Tech going into the draft and uh, looking forward to a great career and you know one of the things that I love about talking to NFL players I've been doing it for 25 years and my dad played and I played is I'm really interested in who they are. I'm really interested in, in the kind of person they are and the way that the things that they can do to impact. Because this is such a big platform. 
uh, people look up to NFL players, kids look up to NFL players. So what are some of the things, some of the interests that you think you might want to get involved in as you get to the NFL, not just on the field, but how you want to use that to impact people? Uh, definitely uh, FCA would be the first thing I feel like I'd be involved with. The biggest thing, I've talked to my mom about it actually, is when I biggest thing, one of my best memories was going to church camp when I was in eighth grade, and I, I didn't necessarily, wasn't able to afford it. The church actually don't, like, helped me pay for it, and I feel like if I can help people in that way, that, that would be a big thing. And then, as well as children hospitals, I feel like that that's an important thing because, I mean, no one likes to see when their little kid is sick and they can't afford it. You want to be able to help them out in every way you can. Patrick? Appreciate you, man. Patrick Mahomes, Texas Tech quarterback, getting ready for the draft with Steinberg Enterprises and sports, and they're going to do a great job with you. So we're looking forward to following you, my man. Yes, sir. Thank you. God bless you, and uh, we'll be praying for you. Yes, sir. When we come back, more on Sold Out Sports Talk on American Family Radio. Welcome to Sold Out Sports Talk on American Family Radio. Having a great time at Super Bowl this year, and uh, media row, everything happening, and a good friend of ours coming in. He was uh, last night at our Faith in Football Live event. And by the way, if you have not had the chance, go to faithfootballlive.com, sign up for your Super Bowl Sunday to get our download. You can hear from all pros like this guy, Super Bowl champions, current and former, as well as the guys playing in the game, the Falcons and the Patriots. So Devin McDonald for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with us, defensive lineman. How are you, buddy? Doing well, doing well. Hey, great to have you here. So far, what's been the experience? I know you'd rather be playing in the game, but you guys had a great year. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. We had a great year. Uh, we still aspire to do a lot of great things in the coming uh, future. Um, just the experience here has been um, been amazing, just talking to all the radio shows and being a part of the events going on, uh, promoting All Pro Dad. It's just been a great experience. Well, tell me about uh, your young quarterback, Jameis Winston, because he came in and really gave some energy on offense to the team, and you got a lot of young guys around him. You, looks like the future is bright for you guys. You know what? Well, the future is bright, and uh, especially with him as leadership and not just him, just the guys we have around the building leading the team in the right direction. We aspire to do a lot of great things. We have gratitude, and we're grateful for each and every guy and man and woman in the, in the facility that works to make this a better facility. And we just want to take that attitude of gratitude and grow it. Now, All Pro Dad is Coach Tony Dungy. He's, uh, he's the national spokesman for it. Uh, fatherhood is what it's all about, being a good father. Yes, and this organization has a, a, over 110, 109 networks in different cities that yes. represent this and offers opportunities through a website at allprodad.com, right? Yes, sir. It has uh, 1,300 networks in uh, 45 states in America. So um, you you might be surprised if you're listening out there somewhere. You might be surprised as an all-pro-dad in your city, and you might not know about it. And it, it could be the lack of promotion, but at the same time, if you're interested, you'll look and you'll find. Allprodad.com, and I think uh, I, I've heard and seen – uh, that there's a message for dads every day. They can go on and get a, a positive message, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And that's key because as, as a father, it's not easy. It's not easy waking up and saying, you know what, I got to get up and I got to go to work. And the aspect of going to work is not easy coming home and say, I got enough energy for my wife and my kids. So it's a positive message that pr- propels you in the right direction to do the right thing as a father, as a, as a husband, and as a man of God. Devin, you did a big All-Pro Dad event down in Tampa because that's Tony's headquarters where All-Pro Dad is down there and Tony lives. Uh, Clinton, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Clinton. You uh, you had an opportunity to do a camp with Jameis Winston and yes. an All-Pro Dad camp for people all yes, over sir. all over the place uh, that came in. How many did you have for that? Man, I think it was um, right at either 500 or 1,000 kids. I, I know it was sold out. I know it was sold out with families, um, fathers, daughters, sons, um, mothers, everybody was out there, and um, it was a great event. I asked Jameis uh, the night before, actually, 
he asked me what I was doing, you know, with the All-Pro Day, and I told him what I was doing. I asked him, I said, well, if you want to come out and enjoy me, I mean, I would love to have you. And without hesitation, he, he fired right back at me, quick as he can, say, I'll, I'll be there. He so said, tell me, for people can take take part in these camps all over the country that happen. Tell yes. me about what happens at an All-Pro Dad Well, camp. what happens at an All-Pro Dad event is, is different um, aspects on the football field that we can relate to so far as a 40-yard dash, a football toss, uh, tackling drills, or that such. But they also implement the principles that All-Pro Dad stands for so far as getting to know your kid better, getting to know and getting a foundation set for your children, set for you and your children. They have a, um, a wall that they build that uh, spells out a certain character, a certain word, and you put on there what you're thankful for for being a father. And the child puts on there what they're thankful for about being a child and what they're thankful about in their father. They have a, a touchdown dance where you score a touchdown and you dance with your kids. You lighten up the mood. And then your kid scores a touchdown. They dance. They lighten up the mood. They have tickle tackle. So what we do, we run up to our children. We, we tackle them and we tickle them when we go to the ground. And it's kind of getting that, that feeling because a lot of kids and a lot of, a lot of uh, men feel like, I'm a man. I can't hug my right, son. Right. I, I'm, I'm a man. I can't hug my daughter. And that's generational. That's generational. It's, it's, it's what you call a stronghold in a sense. And we got to break that because if, if we don't break that, then our children will grow up and feeling like I never had a relationship with my father. They never hugged me. They never kissed me. They told me. They never told me I lo- they love me. So we're trying to break that curse and we're trying to break those things going on and we're trying to uh, present a positive and conducive environment. Clinton McDonald for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers representing All Pro Dad. More on sold out sports talk on American Family Radio. Don't forget to go to our website at faithandfootballlive.com to see a download of all of our action and highlights from Super Bowl week. With us in segment two, Pittsburgh Steelers linebacker Steven Johnson and you'll love this. From the Army, the Army veteran and the 34-year-old Seattle Seahawks rookie, Nate Boyer. Welcome to Sold Out Sports Talk on American Family Radio. I'm, I'm back with a, a guy who's become a good friend. I tell you, this man is not only a great football player, but he loves God. He's got a tremendous foundation. He has a great heart for people. Uh, Steven Johnson is with us, linebacker, Pittsburgh Steelers. Steven, how are you, buddy? I am doing good this morning. How yeah, you, you feeling good? Yep, I'm feeling good. Well, let me just tell you guys something. Uh, this this one of our main speakers at faithandfootballlive.com last night. Stephen, we're trying to get all of our listeners out there. We got 150 stations, about two million on the internet, to download faithandfootballlive.com for their Super Bowl Sunday party. Mm-hmm. So you spoke on Wednesday night. You gave a message. Right. Tell people why they should be downloading this on for their Sunday party. Oh, uh, you got to download this message because uh, it's an in- well. Number one, I mean, there are a lot of great players there. You know, uh, Troy Vincent, and you know, all types of players. Now you got Lee Steinberg, great agents, but. Um, just for myself, um, I was able to give, you know, the fans and people a little insight look into my life, um, you know, what I've been through, um, my relationship with God, how I got brought up by faith, um, and then how I'm still living by that today. 
Um, and I think, you know, that's cool that somebody like myself and, pl- and many other uh, guys in the NFL are sharing their faith. Including the Falcons and, and the exactly, Patriots. Exactly. Definitely. Those are, you know, two very prestigious, you know, uh, NFL teams. And I got even a guy like Steve, uh, Steve Slater. Yeah. I talk to him, you know, every time throughout the offseason. He shares his faith with me and stuff like that and with his trials and tribulations. And I'm just like, wow, man, like you've been in this league for so long and you got Pro Bowls and stuff like that. And I mentioned that to the crowd last night. Like, I want to go to the Pro yeah. Bowl. You know what I mean? And God knows that's the desire of my heart. You know what I mean? So I'm just going to continue to stick it out. And, I mean, pretty much, hey, I'm getting ready to get into my story again. But that's why you should download yeah, that, everything. That's right. Yeah. You, yep. Listen, if you if you want to hear Steven's story, the whole story, if you want to hear something really inspirational, and you're a Pittsburgh Steelers fan or just an NFL fan, faithinfootballlive.com. Download it for your Super Bowl party. You'll hear from people like Troy Vincent, Steven Johnson, Daniel Lasco, who's a rookie for New Orleans Saints, a running back. You'll hear from Lee Steinberg, Chad Henning, three-time Super Bowl champion for the Dallas Cowboys, and you'll hear the testimony of Coach Tony Dungy. So if you got friends that want to really see the inside, I mean, it's one thing to have a Super Bowl party and watch the game, but if you want to really hear from some dynamic Super Bowl champions and Christians in football, then you have an hour-and-a-half show. You better bring your friends over and download it. Yeah. That's what it's all about. I mean, spreading the gospel. I mean, that's why we're here, right? Steven, um, one of the things that I love about you is is that you love kids. Um, that's my heart. It's what I've been doing for 25 years is speaking to junior high, high school, and college kids for the next generation because we can't stop, right? We've got to – next generation is the next generation, and they got to be leaders, and yeah. you're about that and about reaching kids. Yes, sir. Um, definitely. Um, through my foundation, the Faith Motivated Foundation, um, that's how I do my outreach, you know, to a lot of kids. Um to be honest, I had some kids last night, you know, come up to me and be like, where can we meet you? Because we want to sit down and talk to you. And I was like, wow, we exchanged information. Now I'm like, okay, when I have some time, I'm going to let you know when I'm free. I'll go treat them to lunch or something like that. Um, and that's what it's all about. You know, when I was little and I looked up to guys like Brian Dawkins and Deuce yeah. Daly because I was a huge Eagles fan, I didn't necessarily know why they were doing it and what they were doing. But now that I'm of age, I understand that, man, the gifts that God gave us, we got to give them to somebody else. You know, we got to keep this thing going. Yes, I'm a great football player, but I'm also just a regular person. You know what I mean? I like to eat pizza on the weekends. You know what I mean? I like French fries. Yeah, hey, I like pizza, man. <laughs> exactly. You I'm, know what I'm, I mean? I'm, I go to the store. If I can't do the other, I get the Paul Newman out of the freezer in the store in 10 to 12 minutes. I'm, <laughs> I'm watching the game, and I'm excited about my life. My wife loves it, too, because she doesn't have to cook. Yeah, right. But I'm, at the same time, I mean, people just think we're like these mystical yeah. creatures. You know what I mean? And we're just regular people, um, you know, kind of just that love God. And I know that if you do love God and you trust in him, he can take you farther than you could ever imagine. Now, I want everybody to know, especially parents that are listening, because this is a guy you want your kids to follow. He's a strong role model. He keeps his nose clean. He's all about excellence on and off the field. And obviously, uh, you'll find out in his story through faithandfootballlive.com on Super Sunday. If you download, you'll hear his whole story. Yep. Uh, but, Stephen, what's the website for your for your foundation that they can go to? So my foundation website is faithmotivated.org. Faithmotivated. Faith Boy, that's org. cool. Faithmotivated.org. So we know what he's all about. Yep. How about Twitter? Uh, Twitter, you can follow me at SMJ, which stands for Stephen McKell Johnson, 2852. So it's SMJ2852. That's Twitter and Instagram. All right. Thanks, Stephen. When we come back, more on Sold Out Sports Talk on American Family Radio. Welcome back to Sold Out Sports Talk on American Family Radio. With me, one of my favorite teams, one of my favorite coaches, uh, he had a great experience with the Seattle Seahawks. Army background, 
Nate Boyer's with us today. Nate, how are you? Very good. How are you doing, sir? I'm, hey, listen, I'm awesome. This is my favorite week of the year. I mean, what's cool it's about this, yeah, is, you know, you get a chance to speak to so many different kinds of people and, and so many different backgrounds. So for us, it's a blast. Our show is about faith, family, and sports, and it's about telling the stories behind the scenes of, of people. Uh, and obviously, you have a great story. Um, shirt you're wearing today, Merging Vets and Players. Tell me about that. Yeah, uh, we're... We're basically bringing together combat veterans and former uh, elite athletes from various sports um, and trying to to help provide that team and and that camaraderie uh, that's lost often when the uniform comes off, whether it's camouflage or the color of your team, and uh, to find purpose again in life moving forward and and not feel like you'll ever – the only thing you'll do that was important in your life was what you did before, you know, that identity loss – is not an identity loss. It's just a piece of who you are. It's a Something transition. You did. Yeah, it's a transition. You know, who you are is not the veteran or the athlete. Who you are is the person that overcame so much to achieve that. Right. You know what I mean? And you can go on in your life and tackle whatever next challenge and dream you have uh, by applying the same type of mentality. And that's all. We're just we're just trying to remind these guys and girls. You know what I mean? And bring them together. Once a week, they come out to uh, to Unbreakable Performance Center. It's a gym in Los Angeles. We work out together, and then uh, we sit around and sort of powwow and coach each other up. And uh, we just started one in Las Vegas now at Randy Couture's gym. Well, how did this uh, start? There. So it just started through conversations I had with uh, Jay Glazer. Uh, yeah, Jay. I was yeah. with Jay the other day. He's yeah. awesome. Yeah, Jay's great. So him and I, he, it's his, uh, he's the president. You know, he's the, we're kind of co-founders in this yeah. deal. And, he didn't uh, even tell me about this. You need to tell him. Why didn't he tell me about that? We talked for about 15 minutes. Really? He yeah. was, well, he's got... Jay's oh, got his, Fox, he's he's got his fingers in a lot yeah, of pies, exactly, you know what I mean? So he's a, he's a, but this is near and dear to his heart. He's walking around today wearing the same shirt cool. and, and, and talking about it uh, on all the different outlets. So, so it's, it's for athletes, for former military. Exactly. Um, how long were you in the Army? I was in the Army for 10 years total. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Okay, I did so six years active duty, and then I did four in the, in the National Guard while I was playing uh, football at Texas, actually. Were, uh, so you played for Mac? Yes. I played okay. For, uh, yeah, for Mac Brown, and uh, well, my last year was with Charlie Strong. Oh yeah, it was okay. his first year. Okay, uh, so I was there for that transition. Feel bad well. for Charlie. Charlie's a, a great, is a heck of a coach yeah. and a great person. It just you know, you, you got to win. That's the way exactly. it goes. He That's gets a big it. Time but he's get, he got another opportunity right away uh, down at South Florida and brought a lot of his staff with him. Good. He recruits the heck out of Florida anyway, so I uh, I'm not too worried. I think he's going to do just yeah, fine. He's, he's, <laughs> you know he's, what I mean? He's strong. He does things strong. the right way. So, Nate, where did you serve in the Army? What were your tours? I was in. Uh, I went to Iraq once, and I went to Afghanistan uh, twice, actually, in uh, various other countries over the, those years. But, uh, yeah, that was sort of the main, you know, the, the big combat deployments that I went on. Well, did, did you come back with any struggles in terms of just, you know, what a lot of these guys go through coming back, uh, you know, the syndromes, the, you know, the depression, you know, trying to transition? I mean, what, what, was, what was for I you? I think I was fortunate. Um, I, I dealt with stuff. I still deal with stuff. But I think I was fortunate in that I had football. You know, mm-hmm. I had another mission, another challenge to kind of pursue. And that's what I'm trying to help communicate and provide for the so, guys so and girls how, that come so to MVP. Transition-wise, you know? so you get out of the Army. So how? What, tell me about how the opportunity came about for the Seahawks. Well, I mean, I played I played college football first you know, right. for the four years. and um, But you so were out trans- for a while. I, I was mean. out, but... Uh, but I was still in the National Guard, okay. so I deployed every summer while gotcha. I was in school. So I had a kind of it, it like, uh, you know, it paired back. <laughs> my service time paired back my last few years, and it was less. Uh, it was 
more in the civilian world, less in the military. And so I had, I was fortunate to have that. Not a lot of people have that. A lot of them, they're deployed and serving for X number of years. And then all of a sudden, boom, it's over. You know what I mean? And they don't even know what they want right. to do next. Um, so for me, I even had some struggles with that kind of stuff with some of the guilt and, and, uh, yeah, that, that, uh, loss of purpose is what I'm doing now really that important compared to what I did before. Um, but the answer is, uh, yes. I mean, you can't, you can't serve forever. And if everybody serves, then what are we fighting for? You right. Know? And all these opportunities and freedoms and stuff like football, like, yeah, it's a game, it's a sport, but it's a huge part of our culture. And it's like an event that brings everybody together, regardless of faith, of politics, of a lot of things. And, you know, we all put the same jersey on and root for that team. And I think it's an, that's an important, we need things like so that. So why society, the Seahawks? Especially in a, you, in a divided why the Seahawks? country. Uh, you know, I I was I got a call from Coach Carroll and mm-hmm. uh, from John Schneider, and I had to choose between the Seahawks or uh, uh, there was the St. Louis Rams at that time, and um, the Seahawks had come off back-to-back Super Bowls, and I, I I just thought it was a bigger challenge, and I wanted to go right. try out for the tougher team at yeah. that time, you know, and, and uh, I appreciate the offer by the by the Rams, but that made sense for me uh, in that moment to go um, to go with. Yeah, I mean, I always try to do everything elite. I was in the Special Forces yeah. when I was in the Army, you know what I mean? Because I wanted to be with the best and alongside the best. So that's Driven. What, that's what you got to be driven, right? Exactly. I mean, one of the things that we always talk about is, is obviously in the military, you better have a passion and be focused on what you're doing or it could cost you your right. life. But in football, uh, I always tell kids, I say, listen, this is one sport that you can't play unless you have passion. Um, Absolutely. It, it's not a deal that you can just, you know, one day turn it on and turn it off. you got to get after it every single day. So sounds like uh, your military training and, of course, what you did in Texas, that uh, it wasn't a hard leap to get into training camp and get after it. I never would have made it without the military, you know, and the, uh, the discipline that, that instilled in me and understanding what you have to sacrifice to be elite at something. So without, <laughs> without that knowledge, I, ne- I never would have had a shot, even though I was a 34-year-old rookie. I was 24 and in better. A 34 year old rookie. Yeah. I like that. But, but you don't look. You look. You look like you're in pretty good shape, buddy. Now, you know. But yeah, no, I know. I, I worked out a little. Yeah, bit. there you go. Well, listen. You played for a guy who's one of my most interesting coaches in sports, um, Pete Carroll, uh, who's done an incredible job with the Seahawks. Um, tell me what it's like just playing for Coach Carroll and just that experience. I mean, amazing. The guy is. Uh, the way that he's changed himself and grown from where he started out at his first go-round coaching, you know, with the Patriots right. and the Jets, and uh, I don't think he was a happy person. You know what I mean? He didn't have a good time doing it. And then he went to USC and he sort of changed the way he. Winning did does that, though. It does. But, it, but he, <laughs> USC, changed, he changed the way they he were was bigger coaching. than the, the pro teams that out there where they were true. going. He had quite a run there. Yeah, he did. But, well, uh, listen, Nate, appreciate you coming on Sold Out. Let's stay in touch. Appreciate you for everything you're doing. Thank you very much, sir. You know, when we come back, well, more right here on Sold Out Sports Talk on American Family Radio. Welcome back to Sold Out Sports Talk. This is Roman Gabriel III from Super Bowl 51. Coming up in this segment, you'll enjoy a great interview with WBC lightweight champion Mickey Green and Hall of Famer Houston Oilers Bruce Matthews. Welcome to Sold Out Sports Talk on American Family Radio. Well, we're with a guy that everybody knows in my generation is one of the great offensive linemen of all time. Bruce Matthews with us. Bruce, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on the show, Roman. Hey, first thing I got to do, we talked about this before we went on, is I was with your son Jake on Monday night at media night. 
first of all, very impressed with him, very well-spoken, very excited, talked a lot about you and about just that relationship. Tell me about how that feels as a father to have a son in the Super Bowl. It, it really is amazing. It's almost unreal, and especially, um, I think, the Super Bowl, at least for us, at least for me, is always happens to somebody else. And the fact that here's my little boy playing, and um, it's in our hometown in Houston, and, you know, they beat the Packers and his uh, cousin Clay to get here. It's just been an amazing few weeks here, and we're so proud of Jake, and we're so excited for the game. Okay, so let's talk about Mom. What's mom doing? How is she feeling about this? Uh, Carrie, my wife, uh, is such a blessing. She is, without a doubt, the heart and soul of the Matthews family. Um, she's the one taking all the pictures, documenting everything. Uh, and, yeah, some of the kids get ticked off, and dad, too, about this. But, uh, again, she couldn't be happier. Um, we've been blessed that uh, we have seven wonderful children. Mm -hmm. And Jake's brothers and sisters are so excited and proud of him. Well, I'm associated with with Clay now with the Packers. I'll tell you how. I went to Gore Hills High School in Southern Did California. You really? wow. So alumni, alumni. So you tell your son when you see him, there's another Charger out yeah, there. Yeah, the Chargers. Yeah, My brother man. coach there. Yeah, I uh, I hadn't been back in about 25 years, and I went back uh, for a playoff game this year. And uh, you know how it is when you go out there. You, I walked on the field, and nobody's out there, and I'm thinking, man. And I started getting emotional, you know, uh -huh. just, just thinking about all the memories and just all the friends. And so I went to the game with a bunch of my friends. It was a blast. But yeah, I, I, when I heard that, because he came, well, you know, I was I graduated in '78. But just tell him that. Tell him I said hello from the I Charger. sure will. Absolutely. All right. So All Pro Dad, we're here with All Pro Dad, partnering with All Pro Dad. We just did a huge outreach event last night called FaithInFootballLive.com. Um, Co Coach Tony Dungy, obviously, all of us love him. Um, all Pro Dad's a wonderful, wonderful. Uh, organization you've been a part of it tell me about all pro dad and about why you're involved well first off coach Dungy has just set the standard for uh, men and fathers specifically to be the the difference maker that the Lord has called us to be in our families that to emphasize to people and men that we have to be accountable for our families it's something we've been blessed with um, to be the spiritual leaders of our family and I've just been so encouraged by Coach Dungy and the All Pro Dad Ministry, um, you know, and especially as I've gotten on this side of my career mm -hmm. and the benefit of perspective and seeing, man, the Lord didn't bless me to just push 300 pounders sure. around to to get stuff in this life, but not only to to make Christ known to me, but to make Christ known to others and. Uh, that's something that this ministry has really impacted me with, and I'm excited for what the Lord has in store for me moving forward, without a doubt. Well, it's a great relationship with All Pro Dad and the Faith Sports Programming Network because we're all about you know faith, family, and sports. So it was a natural, natural connection for us to be able to highlight you know on television, on radio, to let people know that there's much more to these athletes. And here at the Super Bowl with football players than just what they do on the field. And you just mentioned that. Uh, when you talk about legacy of a family, um, obviously it isn't just about football. It's about what football teaches. And one of the things about being a Christian that's so cool and a football player is, is those two things go together really well in terms of the things that you learn 
you know, things like teamwork, things like selflessness, things like loving, loving your teammate, putting it all out there, you know, learn how to win and lose. I mean, the Bible talks about all those things. They call it life skills in schools. We call it biblical principles, right? Right, absolutely. Um, probably the best lesson I've learned from football, which transcends the life, is you, you face those guys that kick your rear end, and you got to decide how you're going to respond to it. And either you continue doing the same stuff and continue to get beat, or just like in life, when the Lord brings those trials and temptations into our life, are we going to grow? Are we going to improve in those areas that God's trying to improve us? Bruce Matthews with us on Sold Out Sports Talk on American Family Radio, one of the great offensive linemen of all time in the NFL. And he has a great legacy. His son Jake's going to be teeing it up uh, in the Super Bowl this year. And um, so tell me about... Well, we got a book. I love it. Bruce Matthews, Inside the NFL's First Family. That is the story that everybody wants to know. This, this, is, a, this is absolutely incredible. You need to get this book because you want, you want to talk about, uh, I don't even know how to explain it, how, how you can have that many football players, pro football players from a family, but obviously these guys have done it right. Go to Inside the NFL's First Family with Bruce Matthews. Bruce, uh, it's been absolutely a pleasure to have you on. Well, thank you for having me on. An all-pro dad. He's getting ready to watch his uh, all-pro son, Jake, get after it on Sunday at Super Bowl. And uh, let's stay in touch, my friend. Absolutely. Sounds Bruce great. Bruce Matthews' book is Inside the NFL's First Family, and his son, Jake, is going to tee it up, and we're going to look forward to seeing him on Sunday night for the Super Bowl. Uh, when we come back, more from Sold Out Sports Talk on American Family Radio. Welcome to Sold Out Sports Talk on American Family Radio. This is one of my treats being at the Super Bowl, and it's uh, having an opportunity to interview boxers and UFC guys. I always love their perspective. With us is WBC lightweight champion. I'll say lightweight. I gave you middle. I just gave you one more. <laughs> Mikey Garcia is with us. Mikey, how are you, buddy? I'm doing good. Thank you very All much. Right. I got, you got your Mikey Garcia T-shirt, showing that to the crowd on simulcast today. World champion. Now, you know what's great about that is, is that you really are the world champion, so you get to wear it. I get to wear it. It's not, you know, showing off something that if it's real, you know. All right, you're undefeated, true. right? Undefeated, uh, 36 and 0 with 30 knockouts, oh. three-time, three-division world champion. Wow. Okay, so so tell me, when you're at the top like you are right now, I was just talking to a couple of NFL guys who said, you know, the thing about most of the people in this room that they have in common, no matter whether you're a boxer or a football player, is the great ones, the ones that want to be great, are always looking for the little edge. They're never satisfied. It doesn't matter how much they do, they always want more, right? You always want a little more. You always want to find a way that you can improve. You always want to be able to learn something new or, or just, you know, improve whatever you have, if you, whether it's speed or footwork or just, you know, practice something extra or look at your opponent that other round. You might want to look at something that you might have missed before just to have that edge, just to, you know, always be on top. Well, Mikey, I was reading your story, and this is pretty amazing. How old are you? I'm 29. Okay, so when... You had a little disagreement with management, sat out for three years. When was that? It was. Uh, it began in uh, 2014. Uh, I was gone for two and a half years exactly um, due to a promoter dispute now, and litigation. Most people, no matter what reason, when you're out of the game, a game that, that requires incredible cat-like senses and the ability to punch and move and just 
know your opponent. And yeah. it, to me, it sounds like almost impossible that you would be out of the game for three months because it's one thing like in football to go to practice or to, to get on the bag like you sure. do or, or spar. Yeah. But we all know when you get in that ring, it's a totally different speed and a totally yeah. different atmosphere. So how hard was that adjustment to come back from three years out? I was always uh, in the gym, always working out to just stay in shape. Um, but it really wasn't that difficult for me uh, to get in the uh, training camp and, 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 and fight mindset mm-hmm. um, because I was always active, always in shape. Um, it didn't seem like, like, you know, like I was going to have any problems with, with training camp or with a real fight. Um, we did uh, eight weeks of training for this last fight. Um, it was a great camp. We had a, you know, a great team. My brother, my dad, my nephew were all there. So it was actually uh, very easy for me. It was probably one of my best camps that I've had. Wow. Mikey Garcia with us, lightweight WBC champion on Sold Out Sports Talk. And, uh, Mikey, tell me, um, you get a great platform. I mean, being a world champion, being undefeated, being a young guy like you are, um, I'm sure you get a lot of opportunities to influence kids and the opportunity to use that platform. Tell me about uh, why that's important to you. Well, I have kids of my own, you know, and uh, I have a nine-year-old daughter, a five-year-old son, and a two-year-old boy who, you know, I, I hope, you know, take them and, and guide them in the right path. And just like, you know, my other nephews, little nephews and little cousins, you know, you, you want to show them, you know, that there's, you know, good, you know, to to, to live by. Um, if they see me as a role model and they can, you know, maybe see that you can do things right for them, They'll, they'll appreciate that. Kids appreciate that very much. I go out to, you know, local high schools and speak to kids, all, uh, you know, all the time. I uh, was at the Boys and Girls Club, you know, stuff like that. Just to try to, uh, you know, make an impact, show them something positive. You know, sometimes they grow up, have, you know, rough backgrounds or, you know, they grew up in rough neighborhoods or, or they have, you know, dysfunctional families. It's just, it's part of, of life. And sometimes they feel the needs of someone else to look up to. And if I can in any way help and change the way they see life, you know, that's, that's just wonderful for me. Mikey, I work with a program called Sold Out, a drug and alcohol education program for junior high and high school students and a character curriculum we make available to schools. I run across kids all the time. I mean, you've reached your, one of your dreams, which was to be a champion and to, to, to be a professional boxer. And I know when you're young, all of us have dreams and goals, and these students are no different. What, what would you tell students who are having trouble going for it or they're afraid to fail or they have dreams but they just can't seem to get themselves through whatever circumstance to go for it? Well, you can never give up. You can never never uh, give up or lose hope. Um, and, uh, you, you know, you will face challenges. You will feel, face obstacles. But you have to, you know, grow and, and learn from those uh, challenges. And, and if you make mistakes, it doesn't matter. It's okay. It's okay to fail. You learn, you know. Um, the only time you really fail is if you give up I and mean, if you quit. So never give up, never lose faith, and always, you know, strive for, for the best and, and do everything you got, you know, everything you have to reach those, those goals that you put yourself to. Last question. Um, we were just talking about being undefeated and talking about, your, your, you know, you have goals, I'm sure, going forward here, but sometimes it's, it's harder to stay sharp winning all the time than it is, like you said, when you have a setback that kind of kind of refocuses you. How do you keep that edge uh, being undefeated and continuing going forward? Well, you look for other challenges. You, you don't want to settle. You don't want to plateau. You don't want to just get comfortable. You want to look for bigger challenges, bigger fights, 
and that becomes you know your motivation that becomes your 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 fire to keep going keep working hard and trying to just always learn something new mikey garcia he is the lightweight wbc uh, champion and he's undefeated and going forward mikey thanks for stopping by sold out and american family radio we appreciate you coming to keep up the good work thank you very much i appreciate all the love and support when we come back more on sold out sports talk on american family radio Welcome back to Sold Out Sports Talk on American Family Radio. And, uh, you know, we I get football players all the time. I mean, football players right and left. Uh, this is my this is the fun thing for me for the Super Bowl when we get WBC welterweight champions, UFC guys, when we get actors and we get, you know, the different thing. This is music, and these guys, Fitz and the Tantrums, are going to be playing at the Super Bowl. I mean, come on, how many times can anybody, a band, say, I'm playing at the Super Bowl? Come on, let's see. No big right? deal. Okay, Tailgate no party deal. before they kick off the game. Fitz and the Tantrums coming to us, and we got five tantrums. Is that right, or four? Five There's tantrums. Five tantrums. Five I was right. I was right. So we got Michael Fitzpatrick, lead vocals, Noelle Skaggs, co lead vocals and percussion. So how does one get a gig as Super Bowl musicians. Well, I think it kind of started. We have a song called Hand Clap that's been really big this year. It's been all over TV and radio and all the sports shows. And oh, then cool. um, all of the NFL cheerleading squads, it kind of, I think, started with the Cowboys, started doing these routines during the halftimes of games to to our song. And then eventually almost every cheerleading squad from N- every NFL team did a routine to hand clap oh, wow. and so it kind of became this like uh, unofficial yeah. anthem for yeah, the 2016 we are family type of thing right exactly and then we got the call from the nfl saying you know we want you guys to be part of the tailgate party you guys zach brown let's kick this thing off yeah, right. i love zach brown man you guys I'm, are gonna be great we've done so yeah, many shows with the guys is such right? a nice guy yeah that's what i hear that's what i hear and the thing that's cool about the super bowl is how many times i mean this is this is iconic i mean it's super bowl 51 I mean, this is something that's Americana. It's the biggest sporting event in the oh. world. Yes. And you guys are getting a taste of you know what very few people see, oh, which is the coolest part of the Super Bowl, which is Monday through Saturday. It's yeah. also really incredible because we are actual football fans. We actually oh, watch well, and we have our teams well, and we're in it. I was going to have my producer, Frank, question you to see if you're a real football fan. Oh, you don't have to. <laughs> we don't have to front. We don't I'm have a to Giants fan. You're a Giants fan. I'm a Packers Packer fan. fan. Yeah. Wait, wait, we got an Eagles fan here. No, I'm you're looking at a Rams guy here. So. All right. All right. Well, we're, we'll cut you some slack, you giant <laughs> people over there, right there. So tell me about tell me about um, just you guys' rise in terms of your career, because I talk to guys and gals a lot from every aspect of entertainment and sports about the climb, about yeah. how you get to where you're going. And many people see you guys, they see you on ESPN, they hear the music, they see football players in the Super Bowl, and they think, you know, Man, what a cool life. What a great deal. But very few people understand the climb and the hard work and the perseverance there and the failure and work. all the stuff that happens to get where you're at. So tell me in the music business what that's like. It's definitely, a, a, you know, for our band, can honestly say it's been a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. You know, we've, we've really pushed ourselves to uh, – 
persevering through every obstacle, you know, running out of money and, you know, being on in that little frozen tour bus on our very right. first tour, going through Snowmageddon, you know, and then realizing that people were actually hearing our music. And that was the thing, the driving force that kept us going. You know, now we're on our third album yeah. and, you know, signed to a major record deal. But That's that so did cool. not come easy for us in the beginning, you know, and we've had so many amazing opportunities doing stuff like this is, you know. Yeah. We are kind of living the dream there you go, in a there way, you go. but we had to work our butts And, Michael, off. of course, you're, you're an L.A. guy, right? Grew up in L.A., is yes. that right? Yes, well, sir. Well, me too. Um, how old are you? Oh, I'm 46, Okay, I'm 56. So, you, so you, you're you going to probably associate with what I'm going to say. I mean, when I grew up and going to high school, 78, 79, you had the cars down in L.A. that were, they were you know playing the little places, Fleetwood, oh, yeah. Eagles, Led Zeppelin, uh, uh, Van Halen. Um, so what's your, what's your kind of idol background in terms of who you really looked up to and who your music influence was oh i mean this band we have and that's the cool thing because there are six of us in the band we have such diverse influences uh and a lot of crossover in that but you know we uh we love all the 60s soul motown oh, so cool. stacks period you yeah. know um, I'm also a huge lover of the 80s, of the Cars and every Wait 80s band lover that, of 80s. Love that, of 80s music. that came out. And uh, and Noel and I also, we love today's pop music. And that's really, if people don't know about Fits and the Tantrums, we really kind of try and take all of those influences and then create our own kind of, put it in a blender and mix it up and make it our own and make these weird hybrids of all those influences and you get a fits in the tantrums. Where were the fits in the tantrums? They're going to be playing the uh, block party or the party before the tailgate Super Bowl. party. Tailgate. Yeah. Tailgate. No, party. the end of it. Tailgate. That's tail, Roman. Tailgate. <laughs> uh, Michael's uh, lead vocals, Noel Skaggs, uh, co-lead vocals, percussion. Then we have four other tantrums, so we're going to look forward to that in the tailgate show. And uh, one of the things, one of the things that uh, you know I wanted to visit with you guys about today was. Um, obviously, you guys have a platform. You know, our, our program is about the behind stories of athletes and entertainers and, you know, showing people what it's like. And that's why I was kind of asking you about on the way up. Um, but what is, it, what is it about you guys that with being where you're at now, some of the things that you dreamed about doing and some of the passions that you get to do with the platform you have includes impacting other people? Well, you know, I mean, I think that's the thing is that because this band, we weren't an overnight success. We've had this amazing work ethic. And also along the way, we've had this true belief in humility and uh, being grounded, kind people. And uh, it's so surprising to me that through our journeys of meeting TV people, so many radio stations in every city across America, people are like, you guys are so nice and humble. And I go, well, why wouldn't you be? Right. You know, I mean, this is this is your baby. And I think for us, you know, because... It didn't happen for us as a band when we were all in our 20s. Maybe right. our heads would have gotten too big. But we're incredibly grateful for this this experience. And that never goes unnoticed every single day. We get to tour. We get to feed our families, make a living, provide for them, and get to have thousands of people show up at our shows every time. And now we're here at the Super Bowl. So. Well, and that's kind of our audience. You know, our audience is a, is a character and faith-based audience. Families, um, you know, 35 to 54, they got kids. I have two kids. In fact, we were talking about one. Yeah, you're talking about Number 80s. two on the way. Yeah, you're talking about 80s, and uh, my daughter will not look. She says, Dad, how do you listen to that 80s stuff? I, it's just terrible. It's like elevator music. It's like, So I can't get away with playing my 80s stuff. I mean, I, <laughs> and I do it to torture is what I do, but, you know, I, I still listen to it. But you guys are going to be in the tailgate. Now, who are you picking in, who are you picking in the game? Are you big? You said you're a Giants fan. She's you're a, a Packers, Packers fan. fan. So 
yeah. you, you kind of, I was a little down when. You know, I was very Aaron I was had, saddened by the, uh, they were the, the events of the last game. They I were mean, out they Let's were just out say man, it. They got whooped. <laughs> we we, we kind of got we kind of got spanked, and that was the disappointing part because we played so yes, you, you know did. we played so well. The you know the, the second half of the season. Right. That's right. It was insane, and you know, I always say don't ever count us out. You know, and unfortunately. I was but they're always wrong. in this it, last though. one. They're it's always like in his it. team, the Giants. You know, they win the Super Bowl and then they're gone for two years. I know, yeah. I know. Take a break. But this year, <laughs> hey, this was our best year in quite some time. But, yeah. So uh, Eli's your guy, then. Eli, and I heard he was walking around. He, here. Was. I, he was. I need exactly. a selfie. Peyton and Eli were, were, were hanging out. You know, the I tell people all the time that Thursday and Fridays here. If you just wanted to come hang, and you wanted to like set up a chair in the middle of this thing somewhere, just kind of have just a your favorite drink, get some food. <laughs> You would see everybody who's ever played in this game, past and present, and you would see Hall of Famers, you would see Super Bowl champions. Uh, if you're a football fan, this is like the, I always tell people it's like the Disney E-Ride. You know, oh, when, know. You, yeah. <laughs> when you go to Disneyland, you're like trying to figure out what rides you want to go on, and there's so many things that you can do, and you always say, well, if I'm going to do anything, i got to go to the E-Ride. i got to go to the big-time yeah. ride. So that's what this is. So I think it's cool. I love it that you can mix one of the things that's great about sports is, is I play quarterback in the NFL. I wanted to be a rock and roll guy in high school because the Letterman's jacket didn't turn girls on it very much. It, <laughs> it, it, it didn't. They were they wanted music. They wanted surfing. They wanted the other guys. So it's like I'm going. You know, if I if I could play a guitar, play. So I took up the guitar when I was like 14, right? And you know how it is when you start. They put you in the class. I go to this little thing for an hour, and this lady's telling you to play chords. And all you do is play chords, and you're saying, hey, can I play a song? I mean, I want to play a song. And you know how it is. Like, you need, I need the song to play for the ladies. That's right. That's right. So he's, so I'm saying, so I quit. I quit after about five weeks because I can't take this. <laughs> ah, see. So I, you I know, was your mistake you right It's the only thing in my life that I've ever quit. So my daughter told me the other day, she said, you never quit at anything. You told me to never quit. She goes, you got to take up guitar again. You, you, you have to do it. So I'm, I'm, my daughter's, like, hitting me hard on this. Should I do it? Should I, just I think go you should ahead? go oh, ahead yeah. and do it. You okay. should do it. Okay. Do so, it. You know what? If, I, if I'd have had somebody cool like you, I probably would have enjoyed it. But I had, like, this 70-year-old guy, and he's like, hey, you need to you know, work those chords. Keep working them. And I was like, no, no, no. Football, I can do that because there's some you know, result. I get to throw the ball. Right. I get to do something. But there's nothing going on here in this thing. I mean, I'm just, I'm just doing this. Strumming a G chord, waiting for something to happen. <laughs> All right, so tell me, how are you going to feel tailgating this thing? I mean, coming coming on the field. I mean, I ask players this all the time. Hey, you're playing the Super Bowl. You're going to come out the tunnel. There's going to be hundreds of thousands of people, and then there's going to be millions watching on television. So, you know, does that ever bother you guys as entertainers, or is that just something you just go, you know what, there's no different than any, any other time? We play every single show 1,010, you know, percent, <laughs> every single time. There it doesn't matter how many people are in the audience, and we pride ourselves on being the party starters. We're a very energetic band. We require people dancing and clapping and singing along. You know, even if they don't know the words, you can just sing watermelon the entire time, as long as you're in it with us. That's all we require, and people are going to have a great time. And well, we're Fitz, looking forward I tell you what it. I'm going to do yeah. is, is, is <laughs> they, t they make us as press go down with about half of the fourth quarter left. I think I'm going to skip the post game downstairs with the players, and I'm just going to hang and just check you guys out, man. Do it. I mean, I've been doing this 25 years. I know what goes on in there. I want to see you guys do it. <laughs> we'll see you there. I mean, you better watch out, too, because now we know you. We'll call you out if you ain't dancing and clapping with us. There you, there you go. There you go. So tell me. If they want information about, you know, how to get your music, obviously iTunes. 
Uh, but uh, website? Yeah, they can go to fitsinthetantrums.com, and uh, our big song right now is Hand Clap. You can get it on iTunes. All right, so Hand Clap, Michael Fitzpatrick, Noel Skaggs, Fits in the Tantrums, playing the tailgate. Zach Brown Band, Fits in the Tantrums. Boy, does that sound good, right? Does that sound good to you guys? It's going to be a good be time. Great. Hey, appreciate you guys coming by. Thanks have a so much for having great us. Great time Sunday night, right? Thank Get after you. it. When we come back, more right here on Sold Out Sports Talk on American Family Radio. You've been listening to Sold Out Sports Talk with Roman Gabriel III on AFR Talk. Podcasts of this program are available at AFR.net. Thanks for listening, and join us again next week for Sold Out Sports Talk. Now I'm a sold-out believer.